Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I am joined by Ronnie, a.k.a. Game Time. Ronnie, it is almost game time. Are you excited for the NBA season? I am so excited. There's so many changes and everything that happened this season. I just can't wait to see it all unfold. And yeah, it's already here, Jonathan. Tuesday, pretty soon. Tuesday. It is, it is just around the corner. Did you know that there is no NBA player that I could find that has the nickname Game Time? Doesn't Not, that seem what, like there should be what, a player what about that has Damian that Damian Lillard? I thought his was very... Wasn't his Dame time? Uh, according... I mean, that seems like it would be a good one. It's uh, Big Game Dame is what I saw it listed as. So, okay. So, it's like really close. It's but close. Not quite yet. Gotcha. It's close. And there was another one that's... Uh, I think James Worthy was Game J- or Big Game James or something like that. Okay. So, there's there's a couple of close ones. So, I wanted to ask you, what would the checklist look like for somebody that wanted to have the nickname Game Time? What are some criteria that you're going to look at and say, yeah, 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 that's good. You can be Game Time. Or or what what do they need to do to qualify for a nickname Game Time? I think Game Time is someone that's already always prepared to play the game. You know, just like they're, they're all... I, um, I want to say like he's a Jimmy Butler would be like a game time like he's just he's Jimmy ready Butler to go one. you know okay. yeah I like him maybe Steph Curry but I think he's more like he has too many nickname names already and he's like Mr. Clutch you know so <laughs> yeah but yeah just I, you know I, those players I went and looked at who played close to 82 games last year who played to just you know they were ready to go kind of like you said every game but they actually played in every game and just based off that criteria, scrolling down from the top, I went with uh, Sabonis, who played in 79 of the 82 regular season games last year. Everyone else around him, you know, significantly less. Uh, Jason Tatum had 74. He would probably be a good candidate for the nickname as I well. thought you were going to so, say Michael Bridges, because doesn't he hold a record Mikhail for Bridges, consecutive games? He does, but he is not, like, looking at, again, I'm looking at the the... Scoring from last year, and Bridges is not in the top 50, so yeah. he didn't make my list. He actually finished 59th, and you're absolutely right. He actually played – there we go. Mikel Bridges will be game time. He actually played in 83 games last year because right. he was traded midseason. So he, he gives 110% literally yep. and uh, played in 83 games last year. So there we go. Mikel Bridges, your new nickname is game time. Well done, Ronnie. I like it. We got a lot going on today. Let's let's get right to it. Ronnie, do you want to start us off with the news? Yes, sir. All right. So first we got Adam Silver came in the news. On Tuesday, there was a televised interview. Um, he's talking about the changes and everything going on in the NBA. And specifically, he was talking about the All-Star game. So you and me watched the All-Star game last year, right? And it just it sucked, honestly. It was just It's not horrible. entertaining. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, how can we make some changes to, with the current format? What can we do? So he did hinted. That the current format of the top voters, uh, it's they're basically he doesn't like how right now there's captains and how they're drafting on teams. He kind of wants to shelve that, and he possibly wants to return to something more traditional, like how it used to be with the East versus the West. I love that idea, and I I want it. I honestly don't like the format now. I was I was going over some other things too. I said the last six have been the leading voters from LeBron James. He's actually been one of the one of the captains for the last six times. And then Giannis was the other three times, along with Kevin Durant twice and Steph Curry once. So, yeah, I, I don't really like the voters. I miss the East versus West stuff. What do you think, though? I don't think there's any all-star game in any sports that's really entertaining and, and fun to watch. I, I think 
whatever they do, it's not really going to move the needle as far as ratings or entertainment value goes. I would almost like to see fans picking the team, fans being the captains instead of players. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a little bit funner to see because you never know what fans are going to do. Uh, but otherwise, I'm just it's just a eh, news story to me because like I said I don't, I don't think it's going to matter at the end of the day. It's not really going to do anything. For yeah. me personally, and overall, I, I just think that yeah, there's a reason they moved away from the East versus West format. So yeah, going back to it, those problems haven't changed, or the issues you had with that format haven't changed. It's just they're trying to do something different. So I, I respect them for trying to do something different, but there's no real fix for this. I think right. I remember how they did like the last quarter, the fourth quarter. They did a target score instead of actually time. So it was the first team to 24, and I I wonder if they're going to change that too. I don't. I don't know if I like that or not. I just, I miss the games when they're actually competitive. You know, back in the 90s when it was Barkley and Jordan and those those guys, they were going at it. They were trying to win the MVP trophy, you know, and I just, uh, I wish they were more competitive this year instead of just letting them go for it. It's like a an in-game slam dump competition and there's no defense. It's just boring to watch. I don't know. They definitely need to do It'd something cool about it. It'd be cool if they did the, the winning team like East or West or whatever, they, they, you know, they got to pick a charity of their choice to receive a large donation. Cause yeah. then I think maybe they would be more interested in playing that, but yeah, yeah you never know. Well, this year is going to be in Indianapolis on February 18th. And yeah, the, there's been, the league has yet to finalize any all-star changes. So we'll see what happens with that. But on the Harden news, so the 76ers, you know, Harden, all that drama that's been going on, Harden missed practice again to do a personal matter, it says. So he says he also missed practice uh, Wednesday and Thursday, um, basically he hasn't been present for the club since Sunday when he, he traveled to there. You know, he just like, yeah, he was there for one day. Then he traveled from the 76ers practice facility to Houston, which made everyone think, oh, he's going to get traded to Houston and all this and everything. <laughs> and I don't know, it just keeps going on and on. I drafted Harden, unfortunately, in our fantasy draft. I regret it now because of all this stuff going on. The, it looks like the 76ers are preparing to begin the season without Harden. He's disgruntled. He basically just, he wanted that long extension that he didn't get. And then he wanted to be traded to the Clippers and that hasn't happened yet. So he's just frustrated. And do you think we're going to see him anytime this year on the 76ers or maybe like, I don't know. Like, I wonder how long it's going to be before we see him on any team or just playing in the NBA. His personal issues are he's pissed. It's Mm -hmm. not, he's not happy. It's nothing like personal, personal. It's just, he's pissed and he feels like he's been lied to. I don't know. He seems like he's a stubborn guy, so I could see him holding out long term. But again, you you never really know. I I think he will get traded at some point. I just don't know how quickly or soon. I, I think the best case scenario is that somebody would have torn up their ACL during the preseason, mm-hmm. and he would have been a good trade partner for that. I don't think you're going to see that. Well, obviously now because preseason's over, but that I think is ultimately what will help him get moved. But I yeah. I don't know how he suits back up for this team and plays with this team after the comments that were said by him. It's got to be really, really tough and really, really awkward. Yeah. But stranger things have happened. LeBron went back to Cleveland after, you know, the, the <laughs> right. owner there just completely roasted him after he went to Miami. So yeah, when I saw Harden show up in practice that one time, I was like, holy crap. Like I, I couldn't believe that he actually showed up after all the comments he, he made up at the owner, you know, and, yeah, I mean, this makes more sense that he, you know, he just showed up once and then just left completely, and I, that's why I expected it to happen. And yeah, I don't know. 
Just I wonder if he has a home in Houston from when he used to play there. And he's like, I can get the Sixers to pay for my uh, plane ticket. I could take yeah, a team charter right? <laughs> and get back to Houston and then deal with some personal issues. Yeah. When, are the personal issues like true? Like maybe he has some family there or something like that? Or is he just using that as an excuse? So just this is what I said about like the resting policy too. You know how they said you could you could go, you don't have to be injured. You could actually just, if there's some personal matter that's going on, then you don't have to, you don't have to, um, play for us or anything i don't have to you could skip games if you have some sort of personal issue and james hart is already using that as an excuse and i i don't like that so i don't know i don't do you actually i just have a question personal question do you like harden i do and we've had this conversation before he's an arizona state guy and i i like his style of play i like the the uh, i'll call it cockiness that he has when he plays he just he he's very confident in his abilities and most of the time he's a very very talented basketball player yes he misses shots he's not perfect but i think he makes teams better from a basketball sense i think all the other baggage that he brings with him is is really rough it's tough to deal with and yeah. i think that's probably what he'll be remembered for more unfortunately mm-hmm. than what he actually did on the basketball court see and that's part of the reason why i don't like him is because all that baggage and He's always looking for a better place, you know, just something somewhere better to go instead of just kind of like building his own team and staying at. But he did say that he wanted to stay at the 76ers and retire at 76er, but he's just such a baby. Like anytime any one little thing that happens, he's like, I'm leaving, you know, I'm going to find something better. I don't know. I just like deal with it, man up and just like stay, stay to your contract, you know, and stay in one place. I don't know. Just I don't like him. I don't like his style of play, too. He always gets called for these ticky-tack fouls and everything. It seems like all the refs are on his side and everything. I I just, I don't like his style of play either. That's the NBA. You can't, you can't hate the game, not the player. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Anyway, so next on my list, I got Giannis. He's already benefiting from Damian Lillard's, uh, his uh, presence. So he was quoted saying, I'll be very honest. I've never been this open before. And just hearing that quote kind of scares me because... I mean, Giannis, there's always someone on him, you know, but now he's open and now he has like some running room and he could do some other things too. So just seeing that kind of really worries me. Like, man, these, these bucks, they, they might have something really, I mean, yeah, they might have something really good going on right there. Of course they do. They have Dame, who's like the best point guard in the league, arguably. And then Giannis, you know, he's, he's a Greek freak. So I don't know. It's just insane to see these quotes and it it, it scares me. That's all. It'll be interesting to see because his quotes, you know, earlier where he wasn't happy and he wants his team to build something. They trade for Damian Lillard. Now he's really, really happy. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, is he going to sign an extension? That's the mm-hmm. true litmus test of how happy is Giannis. It's great to say that, but if he doesn't sign the extension, then this trade was all for nothing. So, yeah, yeah he's happy now, but the basketball season is a is a marathon. Right. And, um, you're going to have to deal with some heartache along the way. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. He also said... I've never seen anybody being double teamed from the first possession of the game, too. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, that's too. funny. All right. And then next, I got the four-time NBA champion, Igudala, has officially announced his retirement. So he was on the, the Warriors, but then they released him, and then no one signed him. So he's like, you know, I'm just going to call it a career, and I'm, I'm just going to retire now. So kind of sad to see he's 39 years old, and I was just, I really love seeing him play on the court. I'm going to miss seeing him. So, yep, I just, that's why this made my news. I'm just uh, such a good guy and so fun to watch, so athletic and big, but yep, he'll be missed by me. (laughs) I was going to say, he didn't play a lot of games last year. He played eight games only, Mm -hmm. and in those eight games, averaged 14 minutes a game, 
So if you do the math, eight times 14, that's yeah. how many minutes he played last year. So he, you could make the argument that he's been retired for yeah, last year true. as well. He, he's, yeah, he was in the, the twilight of his career and he got on with a team that wanted him for his leadership and they don't need him anymore. Yeah, didn't so, he win that yeah, finals MVP career. too? He is a former finals MVP winner. He is in good company with that. So yeah, he yeah. Is a, he's a great player. And uh, the game retired him, unfortunately, versus him choosing to retire. I think we but, asked uh, this question before. I, I forget your answer. Do you think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? No. <laughs> uh, you knew that was coming, though. Yeah, I, I kind of thought so. Yep. I, and I, I think he should be in there just, just for what he did in the past. But I'm, I just really like him a lot. Yeah. he should be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Dude. Uh, so good. <laughs> Anyways. So there's this uh, former head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he just left unannounced. His name is Terry Stotts. I don't really know who this was, but yeah, assistant head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. Just kind of out of nowhere. Um, it's, there was a, the other guy. Uh, who is this guy? I think he's Adrian the... Griffin is the head coach. Yeah, he, he said it all caught us off guard, of course. But again, you just support him, Griffin said. And yeah, he says he was a terrific guy. I learned a lot from him in a very short time. He was really good at what he does. And I think you, I, I talked about this before the podcast. And you said you found some more information because this is all I found. It was just saying he just yeah. left and there wasn't a reason given. But from what, what did you find though? So Terry Stotts has been in the NBA as a coach since 1990. He started as an assistant coach. He's been around a bit. Uh, he was most recently the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. He was head coach there for about a year, uh, 10 years, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So he is now on with the Milwaukee Bucks as an assistant coach. I imagine it's tough to go from a head coach to assistant coach, but you know that's, that's his burden to bear. There was a shoot around and apparently there was an incident between him and head coach Adrian Griffin, where the players had a huddle and they were being released from a shoot around and head coach Adrian Griffin said, coaches stick around. We, I want to have a coaches huddle after this. Well, after he broke the huddle with players and coaches, Terry Stotts started walking away with the players talking to Damian Lillard and Giannis. When Griffin called him back over, he said, Hey, get back over here. And Stotts replied, yeah, give me a minute. And I guess they exchanged some words. Hmm. He wasn't really happy with he was being. I don't know if it was a respect thing or if it was you know, something. Just he couldn't handle being an assistant after being a head coach for so long. Yeah. But yeah, he's decided to walk away from the team. Uh, it was a personal decision. He made the decision. You know, it is what it is at the end of the day. But I just wonder egos that have to go with that. You know, being the big dog to to not being the big dog, probably a tough pill for him to swallow. Yeah. Interesting to hear all that too, because yeah, just uh, thank you for that explanation. I I couldn't find anything on that, so thank you for finding so quickly too. I was there, Ronnie. I was in the stands. <laughs> I watched it all unfold. <laughs> yeah, you're the one. I that, was eating popcorn. That, I said, "Damn!" You, you told him how you're like, just leave, <laughs> <laughs> rage quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. And he did. Yeah. All right. So next we got some trade signs, waivers. I guess you call it. What, what is the segment called again? <laughs> Signs, trades, and waves. Signs, trades, and waves. So, first one is a with... A JNR classic segment. <laughs> yeah. The one I can never Guaranteed remember for some reason. Guaranteed to be butchered reason. by Ronnie. <laughs> exactly. Sign trades, and waves. So, the Houston Rockets are trading Kevin Porter Jr. and a pair of future second rounders to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah 
Robinson Earl, the Rockets announced Tuesday. So Oklahoma City will reportedly waive Porter after acquiring him. The Thunder netted a 2027 second-round pick via the Minnesota Timberwolves and a 2028 second-round pick via the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not sure how that works, but they got it. <laughs> now, remember... So Victor Oladipo goes to he, the Rockets? Is that what you said? Rockets trade Porter. So he's they going to Oklahoma City. Jr. to Oklahoma, but Oklahoma's yep. going to get rid of him. Yeah. Now, Porter was arrested in September after allegedly attacking his girlfriend. And he's facing uh, second-degree strangulation and third-degree assault. Um, he pleaded okay. not guilty to both charges. Now, Oklahoma City is responsible for the remaining $16.9 million on Porter's contract, and the Thunder will incur a $15.86 million cap hit this season and $1 million in 24-25. So, uh, a lot. so they are essentially clearing some cap space for next year yeah. by doing this. It seems okay. like it, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I just... I feel like the Thunder had such a good team and everything. They're getting Chet. So why would you, why would you do this? Why would you give up some some players? You know, when they got a good team. Well, Victor right Oladipo's not playing this year. Right? Yeah, that's he true. Just had a pretty big injury. He he, he should be and, coming back though. Uh, what are you going to get back? What 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 is he going to look like coming back? It's it's not going to. I mean, we even saw that when he was Miami last year. He's a shell of his former self. You think so? He's never returned. Yeah, he's never returned to his All Star caliber form before. You know, when he was with uh, the Pacers before he got hurt there. He's he's not. I mean, I love Victor Oladipo. Don't get me wrong. I think he was great on the Pacers. But he's not going to be playing meaningful minutes for this Houston Rockets team or any team that he's on this year. Yeah. It says he suffered a torn patellar tendon in his left knee in opening round of last season's playoffs. So There um, we go. All right. Yeah. But yeah, just kind of interesting to see that. And then the Warriors... So they just wanted some extra money. They get an extra draft pick and yeah. they they the Rockets had to do something with Kevin Porter Jr. They couldn't keep him on yeah. this team. True. So they just kind of made some, you know... Sold them off with some draft picks and now let uh, Oklahoma City do the dirty work of waving them. Right, yeah. Okay, so the Golden State Warriors, they waved Rudy Gay. And yeah, I was just disappointed to see that. And also guard Rodney Magruder. And yep, that's uh, that's all I got on that. <laughs> so just... Signings, trades, and waves. <laughs> <laughs> so yep, yeah, there's, there's one there. The Spurs extended Zach Collins on a two-year, $35 million deal. Uh, Collins... Uh, you know he he scores eleven point six points last he year. He plays basketball. Yeah, he's he averaged six point four rebounds, fifty one point eight percent shooting last season. So I, he's a decent. You know that's a decent amount for two years, thirty five million. And then some bad news: Stephen Adams will miss the entire season after he undergoes yeah, season ending knee surgery. Man, I I just he didn't hardly play last year either too, and I, I feel like Memphis needs him. But they definitely need him. He yeah. gives them that toughness that they need. I mean, every team needs that guy, right? The yeah. guy that you're you're not going to mess with because he's in the lane. Yeah. Uh, I like Steven Adams. He's he's obviously on the downward side of his career. He played in 42 games last year for Memphis. And yeah, so he's often injured, mm -hmm. uh, which is somewhat expected as, as you age in the NBA, especially as a big man. But yeah, he will miss the entire season, yeah, which, he, which he, is unfortunate. He tried doing a non-surgical rehabilitation, but that failed to stabilize his knee. So now they have to do surgery. Poor right. guy. The Big Kiwi is his nickname, in case <laughs> you were wondering. Yeah, you were showing me. It was you that was showing me all the fun stuff that he did, right? He was just like a yeah, fun, yeah. entertaining guy, too. Yeah, that's cool. 
I like this guy. He's just a kind of a goofball. Yep. But that's all I got. That's all I got for the news and signing and waves and trades. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to do a new segment starting today where it's called Did You See That? And this is where as the week goes on, there's some maybe funny, maybe good, maybe s- something that was entertaining that we saw on the basketball court, ideally on the basketball court, uh, that we just just kind of want to talk about and, and give you guys a chance to view it, whether it be on YouTube or, or Google the news story or whatever the case might be. So these are just some things that you might not have seen over the course of the week. And let's start with Ronnie with your first one. Well, your, yours here is you have uh, Anthony Davis blocks the Suns five times in the first quarter in a preseason game. That was a pretty epic defensive stand by Anthony Davis. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> I, I did, right? It was, it was <laughs> Some amazing. Top level so, marketing right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm watching the game, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, Anthony Davis! Like he's just one block after another, and he's like, it's against Nur- Nur- Nurkic too, and he's a Nurkic, big guy yeah. too, and he just manhandled him and, and five blocks in one quarter. I was like, geez. And then I go to like our, I'm thinking about our fantasy stuff, right? Because in our league, every block is worth a three pointer. So he has 15 points total right there too. So I'm, I'm like, man, I need to pick this guy up. But then. Should I or not? Because, uh, you know, he doesn't hold up. He, he, but then this guy's healthy. It just shows you like he is unstoppable. He's good offensively. He's amazing defensively. And God, it's just fun to watch him. You know, I, I don't want to play against this guy at all. So before this game, Devin Booker has a quote saying, saying it respectfully. I don't know how teams are going to guard us. Kevin Durant <laughs> added, you can't guard all of us at once. I saw Do you that. you think Anthony Davis is like, Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Well, let me let me show you how I can guard you guys, and let me show you what I can do. Do you think he took that personally and, and went after them for that? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, he, he stepped up his defense, and yeah, he's he's healthy, so he can. So absolutely, he did. Yep, you can't you can't talk yeah, like that against the Lakers like and that. stuff. You can't say stuff I know. Yeah. You can't say stuff like that, period. It's never going to work well. Yeah. And, it's just the Lucas special. Devin Booker, just shut up sometimes, man. <laughs> you, you, you say things to get things stirred up and it never, maybe it's worked out. Every time I see it, it doesn't work out. So <laughs> well, as a Suns fan, please. And the Suns defense, though, we still won 123 to 100. It is preseason. We won a preseason but, game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did they stop us completely? No. Oh, touche. Touche, yeah. Ronnie. Uh, my did you see that was another, you know, it's the preseason, was Stephen Curry versus Victor Webinyama. They did a jump ball together at the start of the preseason game, <laughs> yeah, which so I thought was absolutely hilarious. It was very weird because it's like they went up and dabbed each other up. And then Steph's like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do the jump ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not a chance he's going to win this. And it was, it was pretty funny how, you know, Webby took it seriously, but barely jumped and then tipped the ball back. How funny would it have been if Curry somehow found a way to win that jump ball? Well, Curry did take it seriously. You know, he, he was trying everything. He, yeah. he actually jumped he got for it. You know? He was trying to steal jumped. it. Yep. Yep. But no, he, it, it didn't work out, unfortunately. <laughs> and this is typically why you don't have a point guard jumping against a center, especially one that's seven foot four with like a nine foot wingspan. Uh, but it was funny to see them happen. And I, I, I don't know if you caught it, but Andrew Wiggins kind of had a little smile like, oh, okay, yep. I guess we're actually doing this. <laughs> yeah. Only in the preseason can you get away with that. There's no way they would let that happen. I wonder how the, the conversation went game. too. You know, did Steph just walk up to him? And he was like, hold on, I, I got this. Let me get this one. <laughs> and, <laughs> don't worry about this. and he's looking over there me. at Wimbenyama like, are you serious? Like, what? whatever, fine, it's preseason. 
It was fun. I, I know you're not a huge Steph Curry fan, but I, I am. Yeah. And I just thought this fits his personality so well. Like, you know what? Basketball's meant to be fun. Let's have some fun. I'm going to chew on my mouth guard and jump against this giant of a man. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the jump balls in general, too? I don't I don't like how the ref like throws it up from right in between the guys. I think a better way of doing it is if the ref kind of like shot it into the middle, like like did a little free throw and, and shot it. I don't the, do, I think they should change it a little bit because then the players like as soon as the referee like like lets go of the ball, they they try to tap it, you know, before the other player, and it's just like a contest to see who could hit it before it even hits, like goes up all the way. So I think they should kind of shoot it downward. I have thought zero seconds in my <laughs> life about changing the jump ball. It doesn't really matter to me. Someone's going to get the tip, and then that dictates who gets it for the rest of the game, right? The start of the second quarter, the start of the second half. Yeah. So it really is just – I mean, you could flip a coin for, for all I care. It's just so, they have to do something. So it's more ceremonial and more historical than anything, I think. Would you strategically lose the tip on purpose so that way you get the ball the second half? I don't know how it works. I think – you get it the second quarter, the third quarter, and the team that won the tip-off gets it the fourth quarter? Is that how it works? Oh, is it? Because I, I thought it I was don't just know. like I wasn't every... prepared for this, Ronnie. You jumped this on me. <laughs> now I feel like a fool. Uh, if you know how the jump ball works in basketball, <laughs> let us know because we clearly do not. But they get it an equal amount of times. But I, I would say that there might – if – why you would want the ball to start the fourth quarter. I think that's like the, the most important time, right? Yeah. So – that's got to be it. Otherwise, why would you try to – if that wasn't the case, you wouldn't want to win the start of the jump ball. Yeah, I thought it was just Unless you flopping every quarter. Start, you know, like if, know. If, if the Suns won, then the Lakers would get it in the second quarter, and then the Suns would get it in the second half, and then Lakers would get it in the last quarter. But would you want it in the last quarter? Would you – I don't know. Just to be interesting. I, if, if it's what you say, I don't, I don't... Here we go. The team that did not win the opening tip gets the ball in the second and third quarters. The team that did win the initial tip gets it again in the fourth. So that is why you want to win the jump ball, uh, because yeah. you get the ball to start the fourth quarter. Makes perfect sense. I accidentally backed into explaining that, and uh, it makes sense. That's just... Yeah. So, no, don't change it. No, here's another good idea I had, too. So instead of throwing uh, a free throw, debatable. what if you have the ball hanging from a line... And it just slowly drops in, like just slowly, slowly until and they're they're going to be jumping and everything for it. Like when it's at twelve feet, eleven feet, and it's going to go finally jump drop to the point that they could get it. And it's just be funny to watch too. So you want to like hold it like you do with your kids, hold something above their heads and watch them jump to struggle to get it. Kind of on a mechanical rope, and it just it's it just drops slowly to the point where they could finally get it. Okay, I, I'm not going to ask how the ball is attached to this rope where they could <laughs> swat it out because I just assume you have a solution for that. All right. Next, we're going to go into uh, – we're going to take a look at the awards season. We're going to look at DraftKings odds. I assume you have DraftKings. I, that's what yeah, I that's pulled what up. I and we're going to see what do they say? Who's going to be the regular season MVP according to the betting odds? Who's going to be the rookie of the year? So, Ronnie, I'm going to hand it over to you uh, to, to get us started here. So yeah, we're we're going to start with the team future odds. I want to start with that one. That's I think it's the most important. You know, I want to see who is ranked first to win the championships, and then we'll go we'll go over some of the other awards. You know, like sure. MVPs, things like that, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, stuff like that. But first, um, just looking at the twenty to twenty four uh, ratings here, it says the Milwaukee Bucks are rated to win the championship. They're plus four hundred. Um, then second, we got Celtics, we got Nuggets, Suns, Lakers, Warriors. Looking at this list, 
I'm, I don't know who's going to win. Of course, it's super early in the year too. I don't see anything here that would tell me that the Bucks would win a championship though. I mean, the Nuggets, they're the defending champions and I don't, I don't know why they're not in the first place. They were so before just, the season. Yeah. But then the all Bucks, of a sudden things changed. The Nuggets, the, the, the Bucks, well, things changed because Damian Lillard got traded to the Bucks. Right. And the Boston Celtics made, you know, some big changes as well. The, the thing that, that probably most worth noting here is the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Nuggets are the top three. You could put the Suns in there as number four. They're all really close. Right. As far as odds go, we have plus 400, plus 400, plus 550, plus 650, respectively. That's not a huge gap. So overall, those are the top four teams projected to win the championship based off the odds betting. So there's not a, there's not a huge difference between those. It's amazing. I, I feel like that's pretty accurate. Yeah. It's amazing to see how much the Spurs dropped too. I, I think they were like 20th, but now they're, they're 25th, it looks like. So that, that was a big drop for them. And I don't know why Oklahoma City is so far down on the list, too. They're, like, right in the middle. I feel like they should be up a lot higher, too. I know that all these teams are pretty stacked and everything, they have, but I think they should be higher than, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Memphis Grizzlies, who are, looks like they're about 12th place. So, I don't know. Just uh, I With the Milwaukee Bucks, I would change that. I would still put the Nuggets first. I know they made a lot of these changes. You know, they have these super teams with the Bucks and Celtics. Maybe that's the reason that they change the odds is so that way they can make more money because all the big bets come in at the time when those trades happen and that's just how, how they make their money, right? So I still think that Denver is most likely to win um, the championship as long as their team is healthy because they looked so good last year. I'm, I'm, and that's the biggest disclaimer always, right? As long as they remain healthy. The one that jumps out to me most is probably the Miami Heat. I mean, this Heat was in the NBA Finals last year. They're plus 2,800. And I mean, they didn't make a lot of change. They lost some players, actually. But it's just so hard to count out Jimmy Butler and and Bam Adebayo, who's going to only get better, I think. So them being plus 2,800, that would probably be, you know, if I had some extra money to... To, to make a futures bet and, and, and try to capitalize on some of the, the odds, that would be the one that I would probably pick. Yeah, you have the Not money that I think the, the Miami, no, I don't think the Heat are going to win the championship, but looking at their odds and where they sit, I think that's the best value bet. That's the one that I think I would pick. I, yeah. we, we've had this conversation before of who I think will win the championship, and I, I don't think it's the Heat, but I, I do like that that betting odds. Yeah. I've, I've kind of liked that the fact that the Nuggets, their odds increased because of all these trades that are happening with the Celtics and the, and the Bucks. I mean, it, it's in your favor to bet on the Nuggets now. You're good. Your odds are better yeah. for yourself, you know, but I, I don't think that anything's really changed with that team. You know, there's no reason why they can't win a second championship. So yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. I would, I would place money on that one if I was to bet any team. Yeah. That, that's a problem. I mean, that's a safer bet. Obviously the odds dictate that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know that you're going to get. The same value. Okay. But yeah. I would, of those top four teams, I would take the Nuggets as my number one. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Okay. I'm going to go a little backwards here to like, I feel like this is like the least popular thing. We'll go a little quickly here. Six man of the year. It goes Malcolm Brogdon, Emmanuel Quigley, Norman Powell, Malik Monk, Derek White, Bobby Portis, Chris Paul is on there. Interesting to see that one. Rui Hachimaya, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Buddy Hild. I don't, it's. I mean, the one that I would vote for is Chris Paul because he's never really been the sixth man, but this is the first time, and I think he could run away with that. Would you disagree with me there? I think Chris Paul's a good pick. You know, he could end up having be starting more games than we expect based off of 
potential injuries. Yeah. But the one that jumped out to me initially was Roy Hachimara of the Lakers. He did such a good job for them in the playoffs on the defensive side of the ball that if he can come in, get some offense going, get some good defensive stops, I think that really puts him in a good position to be that. I would probably take Roy Hachimara uh, for my bet here. Yeah. I see Russell Westbrook down there. That's a good one. Kelly Oubre, you know, I like him too. So yeah, I like those ones. All right, let's take a look at most improved player. Ronnie, who do you got? Mikkel Bridges, he's going to be first in this category. Then we got Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, Cade Cunningham, Austin Reeves, Anthony Simpsons, uh, Shaden Sharp, Scotty Barnes, Paolo Banchero, Bancaro, sorry, Josh Giddy. These are some big names, and uh, I think this is probably a really hard bet to win. I don't know. I, I would never place money on this bet. Maybe on Cade Cunningham because he's injured. I think that's probably the most likely to become the most improved player of the year. I don't know. Is there any names that you would want to wager on? Uh, Austin Reeves started to show some flashes and then he played with Team USA. I think he could potentially, but you're going to get the Lakers bias for, for better or worse, yeah. depending on the voter. Jordan Poole just kind of vanished last year and now he's with a new team. And I think he could, I, I would say that this is his for the taking if he puts up good numbers in Washington. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm looking at one name. I'm trying to count how many is down there. It's about 30th. DeAndre Ayton. What if he actually just takes off in Portland? Oh, he's going and just... to. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a top 30 center this year, guaranteed. Top 30. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> but yeah, don't, don't place a bet on him. I, I want to bet on that. But Okay, rookie of the year. Can you guess who's first without looking at the list? I mean, I'm looking at the list. Ah, so. <laughs> okay, so no. Victor Wembenyama. He is first. Scoot Henderson's second over Chet Holmgren. That's kind of interesting to see. Brandon Miller, Julian Swather, Cam Whitmore. There's a lot of names on that. I don't know too much. Jairus Walker. Any, who, who do you think is going to win this one? I, I, we talked about it a little bit. I think it's going to be Chet. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. yeah. We, think, we both think we're, we're both on the Chet bandwagon. Yeah. Just because, just like I talked about, you know, you know what you have in SGA. Now imagine that pick and roll. And he has the defensive chops to get some blocks down in the lane. He has the ability to shoot. I think he has a better team around him than Victor Webinyama does mm-hmm. with uh, Josh Giddy and SGA. I just, I, I think he's, he is in the driver's seat, I would say. I, so much expectations on Victor Webinyama. He's going to be under a microscope all year. And I think that's going to be less than beneficial for him yeah. uh, from a voting perspective. I, don't, I wonder if Webinyama has all this built up out about, you know, that he's going to be so good and everything. And then it's going to be harder for him to win that award because if he doesn't show up, if he, if he doesn't meet his ex- expectations, he's definitely not going to win Rookie of the Year. And someone like Scoot Henderson could steal this too as well. I mean, he's yeah, sure. He's a totally different player compared to him too. Was Brandon Miller the one that we saw in Houston that played really good in the um, in Summer League? No, that was Jabari Smith Jr., who is a sophomore. This is his second That's year in right. the league. Okay. Okay, never mind. But yeah, I was wondering if that was... I was at Brandon Miller. He's four, so he might be pretty good because of what we saw, but never mind. No, uh, Brandon Miller is on the Portland Trailblazers, I believe. Hmm. I feel like we should know that. Yes, he is on the... Nope, he's on the Charlotte Hornets. We did see Brandon Miller play. He's on the Charlotte Hornets. Isn't it interesting uh, that once we get to fourth for the rookies, we just have no clue who to play for, you know? It's just... Yeah, there's I mean, only you three rookies. Seen these guys. We don't... 
we don't really watch college. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we saw the, you know, the Thompson twins. We saw one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is on Houston and one of them is on Detroit. We saw them play. One of them play. The other one was injured. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's tough to, to know all these guys. And it's honestly, do we even need to know them? Some of these guys are going right. to be busts. Exactly. A lot of them. Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this leads us to the regular season MVP. In the front running, it is again, Nikola, <laughs> Nikola Jokic. And then we got Luca in second. Giannis is third. Joel Embiid fourth. So he won it last year. He's fourth now. Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, SGA, Devin Booker, Trey Young, LeBron James is still on there. Damian Lillard. I think the one that probably is going to win it this year, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to say Shea Gillius Alexander. I think he's going to take okay. it this year. That's my vote. I'm torn between Luca and Jason Tatum. I think that it will be a new person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Joel Embiid's going to repeat. I, I think yeah. Nikolai Jokic would win it more, more likely than Joel Embiid. Obviously, injuries change everything. But I, I think depend, if, if the Mavericks can get up and go in and, and be a top four seed in the West, I think it goes to Luca. Else, I think it goes to Jason Tatum. Well, I think SGA was missing Chet Holmgren, and now he has him, so... I think that's gonna. He's just gonna fly, and then Luka, they need to be. I mean, they need to make the playoffs like with with a s- authority. They need to be a top four seed. Yeah. For, for SGA to get it, I think I say Jason Tatum because the Celtics will be a top four seed in the East. I predict, which is why I think if it's not Luca, it will be Tatum. Well, Luca's good, but I mean, how much well, how much so better good. does he have to be to actually win an MVP? I think he's reached a point of like. He's so think, good. He can't be much better than he is. And for that reason, he can't win MVP. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. He's played at the level that is worthy of an MVP, but his team hasn't had the wins to make him move mm-hmm. him to the top of that list. He just needs to have the same numbers that he always has, but with like 15 to 20 more wins per yeah. season. And that will put him over the top. Yeah. And Joel Embiid, he probably won't win it because Harden's not going to be on that team anymore. I, don't, I think that team's going to fall apart. I think Joel Embiid, honestly, he'll, he won't end up being on the 76ers either for too much longer. Giannis, though, that's a good choice because of Dame on there. And yeah, just what you said with all the wins and everything like that. He he could be MVP. I wonder where, where's Dame on this list. I didn't even see him. How come he's not hardly on this list? Jeez, he's way Dame down there. Lord? Yeah. I, I just think it's Giannis's team and Dame's helping Giannis elevate his game. It's tough when you, I mean, look, look at, look at, you know, teams that have the same players, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's, that's the there's first repeat of the same team. So there's no other Laker until, you know, Anthony Davis, who's, you know, way down the list as far as odds go, not way down the list, down the list, but it's yeah. odds compared to LeBron. Um, so I think that hurts him. Having Giannis on his team hurts his chances to be. And if they have success, it's going to be because of Giannis, not because of Damian. Even if it is because of Damian Lillard, they're going to give it to Giannis. Yeah. Dame is 12th. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if you take the average of these MVP voters, if that kind of like could foreshadow who's going to win. It's because you got Dame at 12th, you got Giannis at third. I think if you take like LeBron and like uh, Anthony Davis, for example, like they're, they're close. Like LeBron is 11th and Anthony Davis looks like 12, 30, 40, 15th. I wonder if that would be that maybe that's predicting who's going to who's going to play in the MB, um in the finals right there. That'd be a Lakers versus um Bucks. Milwaukee, there we go. Yep. Ronnie's calling it. But Booker's on there, Booker and Kevin Durant too. I like that too. 
Kevin Durant's sixth. Booker is ninth. So maybe it'll yeah. be a Suns. But yeah. Maybe. That's all I got for for this stuff. Uh, I can't even think of the name of it. So, but yeah, thank you for going at this. I appreciate going over all the bets and everything like that. Yeah, it's always no fun to see the futures and see see where, they're, where the gambling world has everybody. Yeah. S- speaking of... This as the NBA season comes to a start, our promotion with Underdog Fantasy is about to come to an end. It's been a year already, so if you haven't signed up already, please do so with the promo code JNR and you'll receive a deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. And for the NBA's the start of the NBA season, the special that they're doing, I don't know if you've taken advantage of it yet, Ronnie. It's the uh, year 21 loading special, LeBron James, half a point, higher or lower, in his opening mm-hmm. game against Denver. Uh, I took the higher on that for obvious reasons. So oh, bad uh, move. La- last chance to do it. Yeah, bad move. <laughs> uh, so sign up today, promo code JNR, Underdog Fantasy. Check out the podcast description for the link. Uh, this, this is probably the last you'll hear of us talking about Underdog Fantasy as that promotion comes to an end. So... If you've been sitting on the fence, get off the fence, sign up, and uh, take the hire on LeBron James. Twenty-one. I just year twenty-one. I just in. loaded it and I chose the lower. You fool! <laughs> you fool, Ronnie. That's a smart. All right, as as the season comes to a start, what are some things that you're going to be keeping an eye on this year? Before we do that, I told you I would give you just a rapid fire recap of what happened this off season. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do my best and you let me know what I miss here is a bunch of head coaches got fired. Teams that made the playoffs, they said, you know what? Not good enough. They got rid of them. All of a sudden, Giannis was unhappy and demanding that something happens with his team. Damian Lillard was unhappy in Portland. He wanted to go to Miami, only to Miami. And the league had to step in and say, hey, man, stop saying that. You'll go where you get traded if you get traded. James Harden, not wanting to be left out of the news, decided that he also wanted to be traded, but only to the Los Angeles Clippers. Miami and Los Angeles could not make those trades happen. Ultimately, Damian Lillard gets traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, but not before a massive arms race occurred in Boston and in Phoenix. Phoenix traded for Bradley Beal, and as a result of having Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, all the free agents wanted to come play in Phoenix. So they made some massive roster changes. Christoph Porzingis, he leaves Washington. He joins the Boston Celtics. They had to part with Drew Holiday. They had to part with Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, uh, Grant Williams, I think also left the team. So a lot of new changes there. Like I said, Damian Lillard eventually does get traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Miami, they weren't able to do anything. They weren't able to get their big free agent like they wanted to. And that is more or less what happened this offseason. Did I miss any any big stories, any big news? John Moran is still suspended. He yep. suspended 20 games to start the season, which is about a quarter of the season uh, for brandishing a firearm in an Instagram video. Nailed it. Yep. Wait, did you that, mention the they, Clippers and the new resting policy? Uh, we're going to oh, have to keep an eye on that. Ch- yeah, so yeah. Let's talk about what's changing in the NBA. There's an in-season tournament happening this year. The first time ever. Games played in November will be part of this in-season tournament. Uh, ultimately, two teams will be playing an 83rd game. The semifinals and the finals will be taking place in Las Vegas. The first and second week of December, I want to say December 8th, 
and December 10th or the 11th for the finals. There has been some rule changes regarding the load management policy. Ronnie thinks it's related to the Clippers. I think it's related to the Mavericks. Either way, teams can no longer rest their stars, in quotes, on games that are nationally televised or for these in-season tournament games. And if you have multiple stars on your team, you cannot rest them both on the same day. So... That's going to make fantasy a lot more interesting. That's going to make nationally televised games a lot more interesting. And you're going to see how teams react to this by, you kind of mentioned it with with James Harden, personal issues instead of load management issues. But ultimately, I think the teams will abide to this because they don't want to get fined. And those fines will escalate. And I think... If it gets too bad, they'll start taking away draft picks, which certainly nobody wants. So that's the biggest rule change uh, in the NBA this offseason. Team USA kind of fell on their face during the FIBA World Cup. They end up finishing fourth, losing to Team Canada in the semifinals. Germany is the winner. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yes, look at that. Germany wins FIBA. As a result of this, LeBron and and other superstars say that they want to go to Paris. Uh, Several players have committed. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid all say they want to be part of Team USA going into the Paris 2024 Olympics. Victor Webanyama wants to be part of the, the France team along with his Frenchman friend, Rudy Gobert. We'll see if that actually plays off. Uh, So a lot of basketball to be played, a lot of new faces and new places. And the the league kicks off Tuesday. Man, that was an amazing summary, Jonathan. You pretty much nailed everything that happened over this summer. That's awesome. It was a busy offseason. No drama like last year with Kyrie. You know, saying what he said to get himself into trouble. Yeah. Uh, so nobody stuck their foot super far down their throat. This yeah, year. that was kind of interesting. There wasn't much drama from like the big superstars that we're used to seeing. All right. Anything else you wanted to watch for this year? For this... We talked about LeBron James. Let's let's talk about him a little bit more. Going into his twenty first year, he's yeah. going to be thirty eight years old. And you mentioned that Jordan. Michael Jordan joined the Wizards at 38, mm-hmm. played for two years and retired at 40. Does LeBron make it to 40 in the NBA? I think he will. I mean, he definitely wants to, so he could play with his son when he finally gets drafted, which I mean, it looks like it's going to happen because his son is back on the court too as well. But uh, yeah, there, there's some talk like, is, is LeBron going to perform as good as Jordan did back in the day? It looks like he is because he's still performing. At, he's one of the top guys. Like he, You don't want to play against this guy still. You didn't really want to play against Jordan back in the day when he was on a Wizards, but Jordan was also, he started coming off the bench too. So will LeBron James ever be one of those players that goes towards the bench or is he going to be like the sixth man? I I don't really see that happening right now because of the way he's playing still at 38, which is amazing. But yeah, just, uh, it'll be cool to see him, you know, playing his 21st season at the age of 38. And then that number 39, wasn't it last year when Chris Paul turned 39 and then all of a sudden just started sucking? It was like a wall, yeah. He just immediately lost two steps, and yeah. Do you think that's going to happen to LeBron? Gassed. LeBron's an interesting case study because he. I, I watched a video that says he never gives it a hundred percent. He doesn't go all out all the time. He's just that talented that he can play kind of casually mm-hmm. and turn it on when he needs to, and that's why he's been able to be in the league as for as long as he has. Yeah. If that's true, that's amazing that you know him casually playing basketball is is one of the best in the world. Yeah, still at this age, I think 
he needs he you'll start seeing him and I think we've already started to see that him take a lesser role and you know there's a lot of Laker fan sites that think he's mentoring Austin Reeves to kind of help be the distributor and mm-hmm. be the leader on the court obviously Anthony David Anthony Davis is a fantastic player as well but I I do think he's going to start he needs to start playing less minutes, I think, because I think you really need LeBron in the playoffs. I think this Lakers team is able to make the playoffs with LeBron playing 30 minutes a game yeah. instead of you know whatever he's been averaging for the 38 minutes probably or more for his last several years. Might if help you him can play get more his games. average minutes down, yes, if you can get his average minutes down, uh, let's see, last year he averaged 35 minutes a game. I would love for them to see that lower than that, get down to... 30 minutes a game. That's actually his lowest was last year. 35.5 minutes per game. Oh, I take that back. Two years ago, 33 minutes a game with the Lakers. If you can get that down to below 30, I think that's going to only just help him maintain his dominance and help this team into the playoffs. But I I don't see anything slowing LeBron now, uh, barring injury. I think if he does have another serious injury, I think that's going to sort of be the unraveling for him. Yeah. It's interesting that you said that he's just kind of coast when he plays, you know, and it kind of, kind of brings me back to the Kobe days. Remember when Kobe had his last game and he scored like 60 points in his final game? Yeah. I just yep. can imagine like LeBron's final game when he actually like turns it all on for one last time and just scores a, a, a huge amount of points, you know, just to show him like, hey, this is me. This is what I, I could, could be do this. doing. Yeah. yeah. But I chose to work for my team and be more of a, a distributor and a passer and an all around player instead of just a, a straight scorer. But man, it's, well, it's kind of amazing. you can't just drive your car with at the red line all the yeah, time, right? Exactly. Sometimes you have to. So I think that's Pace what Kobe yourself. did. I think that's what LeBron has done as well. Is that you know sometimes you just gotta kind of coast a little bit because you can't you can't do it all the time and expect to be productive towards this the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ronnie, let's talk about game of the week. So this is a game that we've identified coming up that this is a game we want to watch and and here's why we want to watch it. I will go first. I have the Warriors versus the Kings on Friday. The Warriors are one of the teams opening up on Tuesday, the regular season, but they played the Kings on Friday. I'm excited for this game because I felt the Warriors versus the King Kings was the best playoff series that we saw last year. I legitimately had no idea who was going to win this series. It changed from game to game. These two teams played each other hard. You had the younger team in the Kings. You had the older team in the Warriors. It ended up going seven games, but man, oh man, it was a lot of fun. This could very well be a preview of a playoff series or the Western Conference Finals again because both of these teams, I think, are immensely talented in very different ways. Uh, so I'm excited to see them square off again at, at the start of the season on Friday. I It's too early to pick winners, but if I had to guess, I would say the Kings, just because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Kings. But overall, super excited to watch this game, to see you know what these teams, if they pick it up again, and is it going to be a, a last-second shot that ultimately decides the game, or, or is it going to be a blowout? Yeah, the Kings looked so good last year, and they made the playoffs for the first time in how many years? Like 20-some years, too, so... It's going to be really fun watching them. And this is the battle for the best team in California, too. Is it going to yeah. be our last year that we're going to see this soup, this uh, dynasty of the Golden State Warriors together, too? You know, could this be the start of the end? We don't know how their contracts are looking and everything like that, you know, so we'll have to 
this could be our last year. We we never know. It could be yeah, some big trades some and Clay everything. Yeah, there's been some Thompson contract talks, but they don't expect to have a deal done. And yeah, that that could lead to things, right? He's entering the five, final year of his five-year $190 million contract, and he's going to be a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do? What are the, you know, if If the Warriors struggle... As an expiring contract, would they move Clay Thompson? Would that yeah. would that happen? I mean, I never thought Tom Brady would play for a team other than the Patriots. I never thought Michael Jordan would play right. for a team other than the Bulls. So no one's you know immune to this. If if the Warriors struggle, I could see them trying to move Clay Thompson. Yeah, but just what you said though from last year with the playoffs just being the most exciting game. Those this is the most exciting matchup. I could definitely understand why this is going to be the one of the most exciting pre or of. Uh, First games of the season. I almost said preseason instead. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a good game. That'll be fun to watch too. But Roddy, yeah, the, what is your game of the week? I'm looking forward to the the Nuggets, the team that won the championship. I want to see them go against the Oklahoma City Thunder because you're going to have Chet Holmgren matching up against Jokic. That's the biggest reason. I want to see how Chet handles a big body against him. And this is one of those big first matchups. You're going to see Jamal Murray going against SGA too. So I want, I want to, I just, I feel like Oklahoma City Thunder has something special this year. And this is the time when I get to see how they're going to match up against the Nuggets, against the championship team. So yeah, just excited for the future. It's a young team. They seem really good last year, but they didn't quite make the playoffs. But now that they have some backup there with Chet, I, I think something's going to happen this year. Uh, and I'm excited to see it. This, this should be a good game. I, I think. I think it's going to be interesting because the Nuggets are going to have a target on their back being the NBA champions, the defending NBA champions. And everyone's going to go into this game saying, hey, if we can beat this team, then then it's a good litmus test of how good we are. Mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be fun to watch because both Chet and both Jokic are extremely comfortable on the perimeter. Right, They don't need to be in the paint. They're not your typical or I guess not even typical anymore because it's changed so much. They're not the big bodies that just stay in the paint. They're, they're going to be out. They're going to be moving across the court. So it will be fun to see how they match up against each other. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the SGA and Chet pick and roll because yeah. I have no idea. I mean, that could be something we're going to see for a long, long time. Uh, we've talked about this previously. The one, the one concern I have for this team is SGA is already 25 years old. He played multiple years in college. And how is that going to impact this team's championship window um, because, you know, as players get older, he's, he certainly hasn't hit his peak yet, but by the time Giddy and Chet are hitting their peak, is is SGA going to be on the downward side of that? So Josh Giddy's 21 years old. I think Chet Holgram is 21 years old too. I can look it up he's real super quick. super young, yeah. I don't know, yeah, he's you, 21 years old. You're talking about being 25, so, like he's getting old and everything. And I'm like, what are you, what are you saying I'm, right I'm now? Not, like, well, he, then we, he, we just got done yeah. talking about like LeBron being 38 and he's like still one of the best players in the NBA. SGA looks fantastic. I, I still think he has room to, to be even better than he was because he didn't have so, much help, you know, but now he has someone good to pass to. And uh, Chet is a good passer too. He could pass back to SGA. He could get him open. So I think they're just, just going to flourish with each other. What year, um, so Anthony Edwards is 22 years old. Mm-hmm. He was part of the 2018 draft. 
Along, is Anthony Edwards? No. So yeah, SGA was drafted in 2018. I, I'm not saying that he's old. I'm just saying is that he's going to mature faster than the other two youngsters on his team. When in a perfect world, you know they'd all be maturing together mm-hmm. to give you that championship window. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Now SGA is is proven to be a great player. They are going to have to resign him, and they're going to have to pay him probably the max contract if they want to stay with, if they want to keep him. Yeah. Uh, that limits your future flexibility because you know you might be paying both of those guys, Chet and Josh Giddy, the max contract just a couple of years later. Yeah. So the the window to win a championship is best, and we see this in other sports too when they're under their rookie deals and they're not making a ton of money, and that's that window is closing because of SGA's. You know, tenure in the league already. Yeah. If you're just looking at age, I kind of like this because I, I like having the the point guard seems like they last a bit longer in the leagues than a bigger center does, right? So you got a younger center with like a, a medium aged point guard. And then, like, if you look at like Damian Lillard's age, he's 33 right now. And then SJ's only 25. So to me, I'm like, cool, there's like eight solid years that he still has left too. Like, really good years, right? And Chet's just getting into right. it. This is his rookie year. He he did get injured already, so is he going to be one of those players where he gets injured a lot? Hopefully not, like Zion, you know. But but he's light. He's a lighter guy. He's not heavy like Zion. So I don't know. Just a, I I, I think this is a perfect fit for both of them. I think they're going to do well. So just a quick recap on SGA's contract. He is under contract until. Uh, he signed a five-year contract for $180 million mm-hmm. and then just completely outplayed it. Yeah. In 2026 is when he could be el- – summer of 2026 is when he'll be eligible for an extension. And at that point, if he maintains on this trajectory, he could be the first $400 million NBA player you know, as the Absolutely. max deal goes up every single year. That summer of 2026 could be the first time we see a $400 million player and it could very well be SGA uh, and again, that just limits a team's flexibility down the road to I have multiple players capable of of getting that max deal or super max deal in SGA's case. I still can't believe Jalen Brown got three hundred million. <laughs> that Jaylen blows Brown? my mind. Yeah, Jalen Brown for yeah. the Celtics. He's he's earned it. Yeah, I don't he's, know. He's met the criteria, and it's it's just going to get worse, man. <laughs> it's just just going to get crazier. I can't imagine someone getting four hundred million dollars in, in a, you know three short years. That could very well be. Something that's happening. So even some of these younger contracts that I was going are not younger, but smaller contracts. You know where they're they're getting like thirty five million dollars for someone who averages like five points a game or eight points a game. Like I could do that. Put me in, coach. <laughs> you cannot do that. Uh, Roy Hachimura <laughs> has a three year, fifty one million dollar year. He's going to be a sixth or seventh player at best, right? Yeah. But three years, fifty one million dollars guaranteed. Average salary of seventeen million dollars. Crazy. Serious. Speaking of crazy, we have reached the end of our podcast. So uh NBA season starts Tuesday. Full slate of games. Check your local listings. And soon after that, the in-season tournament will also be kicking off. The, those games uh, will be happening during the regular season, but there'll be a separate pool. We're going to be talking about that more as the season progresses, taking a look at those standings. Uh, Ronnie, anything you want to say before we call it a night? Nope, that's all I got. I'm tired. I'm ready for bed. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.